This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Yeah, welcome to church tonight. I want to read something from Romans chapter 12. Let's read Romans 12. Yeah. And I want to start from verse 1. It's a scripture that I believe that all of us should know. Amen. And we should take our time to meditate on. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, that's verse 1, brethren, by the masses of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Where I'm going is verse 2. The Bible says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Praise the Lord. I want to do that, that verse again. Verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not blend in, but stand out. That's another word for that scripture. Amen. And why I decided to read this, we, we, we spoke a bit about it on Sunday. The fact that if care is not faking, uh, Jesus spoke when he was talking about the parable in Matthew 13 and some other places in the Bible, a parable of the sower, he talked about a particular seed that was sown among tongues and the tongues grew up and choked the seed. The life of God in a Christian or that makes a Christian a Christian cannot go or exist uh, side by side with other things. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, the goal of our faith, part of the reasons why we are in Christ, or part of the result of being in Christ, is that there should be a transformation in your life that should be evident to people looking at you. So, if any man is in Christ, and all things are the same, we should question whether that person is in Christ or not. Because the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new hallelujah Amen. immediately something takes place in the spirit man but that spirit uh, that change that has taken place in the man's spirit must reflect in the man's soul and must reflect in the man's body can i hear me so that's what the bible said that do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by you renewing your mind so when a man is born again, your spirit is saved. But as a result of the salvation that has entered your spirit, your soul should change. And this is where the problem is. Are you following me? One of the reasons why we are also sharing this, which I mentioned briefly on Sunday, is that Christianity cannot be localized. However, in Africa... We are seeing Africanized Christianity. <laughs> and that is not going to be very effective. 
Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Instead of letting Christ that we have received be our new identity and culture and tradition, we receive Christ and we culture him. Are you following me? The faith of our Lord Jesus Christ is the same all over the world. But how come here we pray that our enemy should die and fall down and die and cause and cause and cause? You are seeing Nigerian version of Christianity. I want to show you something. See, this is very serious in the sense that as powerful as the word of God is, he said, it's not my word like hammer or like fire that breaks rock into pieces. He says, so shall it be that the word that has gone out of my mouth will not return void until it accomplished that which I have sent it and it prospered what, whatever I have said it should do. Fine. Hebrews 4, 11 from 12. The word of God is living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Person that sunder into spirit and soul, joint and marrows. Yes. In the beginning was the word, John 1, and the word was with God. By him all things were made, and without him nothing made that was made. Fine. With all the power that the word of God has, there is something that can kill the word of God. And I'm going to show you today. And when you see a Christian that the word of God is not very powerful in their life, check it. This is what is going on. Praise the Lord. Now, let's read something. Please follow me carefully. Matthew chapter 15. And we're going to read verse 6. I'm sure you've read it many times, but you've not seen. I want to show you the importance of this newness entering your spirit. Let's start from verse 5. The Bible says from verse 5, But you say, Whosoever shall say to his father and his mother, It is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. Next verse. And honor not his father and his mother, he shall be free. Thus, have ye made the commandments of God? What? Two things here. So, let's read. It's also Mark chapter 7. Let's read Mark 7. Mark, I know it's somewhere in Mark 7 also. Mark 7's version. I think Mark 7, 11 or so. Let's read. I want to get something from there. Mark chapter 7. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. But you say, if a man shall say to his father or mother, it is command. I don't want to go into theology explain that, but let's get over To say a gift by whatever thou might have profited by me, he shall be free. Next verse. And you suffer him not to do aught for his father and his mother. Next verse. Making, so I'm reading this because Matthew puts it as commandment of God. So you will know that it's not commandment, it's the word of God. Now, Mark, Mark puts it better. He said, making the word of God of non-effect through your tradition. When you put salt down and you put a snail, when the snail touches it, so that's the end. The word of God is powerful by itself. When you mix it with tradition, it loses its power. Oh, how many people are praying? The, there is a part of them that is the cultural mindset given to them by their father and their mother about marriage. On the other hand, they are fasting and praying. Oh God, help my home. When the word of God and tradition of men, when they cross together, the word of God will die. Jesus said, your tradition. So whosoever wants the word of God to function in his life, the first thing the world should do is to kill every tradition, every other mindset that contradicts the word of God. To understand this pattern very well. Jeremiah chapter 1. Let me read something to Jeremiah. I was in SS2. When this scripture first came to me, Jeremiah 1, Amen. 
You see, when I was secondary school, we were just crazy, preaching around. I mean, <laughs> in my secondary school, I preach in every classroom in the school. Stood before every classroom to preach. Now, I'm going to explain something. Let's start from verse 7 or 8. Are you there? Are you following me? But the Lord, this is Jeremiah's commission. And one day God said this to me as a young boy. Now, this is remarkable. I don't want to go into all that. I don't like this one on personal. Verse 8. Be not afraid of their face, for I am with you to deliver you here the Lord. Verse 9. The Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Verse 10. See, I have put my word in, my, in your mouth. But look at it. I have this day said thee over nations and over kingdoms. What is the first thing? Hey, please help me. Say it loud. I have said thee over kingdoms. Let's see. What is the first one? What is the second one? What is the third one? What is the fourth one? Then the next. You can't plant anything substantial in the spirit without first of all demolishing some things. That is what the scripture is saying. When the life of God, when the gospel, the faith enters a man, the first thing he should do is to shatter every other thing. That is why in the vision that Daniel saw, or Nebuchadnezzar saw, when Daniel was giving him the meaning of his vision, he said, you saw an image. You remember that story? Daniel chapter 2, he said, no, Daniel chapter 2, yeah. He said, you saw the image, head, gold, chest, silver, brass, and clay, and iron. And he said, you were watching, O king, in your dream. He said, you saw a stone without hand was cut from the mountain. And the stone destroyed the image, and the stone filled the whole earth. Before the stone took its place, it first of all shattered the image and took the whole place. What many Christians haven't done, you have not let the life of God and the word of God destroy all the things you've learned before coming to Christ. So you mix it up, and when you do, you cannot put new wine in old wine skin. You are looking for trouble. Oh, how people are trying to do this. A part of their mentality is selecting a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's what they read, means and booms and family culture. Then they part, they pray. When it comes to money, what they've told them about money. Ah, oh, oh. <laughs> and all kinds of philosophical stuffs. And they are there. And the guy is praying. And the word of God is saying that I am helpless. Is this not the life of many Christians? They don't know that the flesh and the spirit are incompatible. The Bible said the flesh loses against. They are against. Not that they just don't talk. You know, you, you might have a neighbor that you are not talking, but you are not fighting. But <laughs> you might have a classmate. You, don't, you just don't flow. You, you are not against him and you are not for him. Everybody God for us all. Everybody for himself. But it is different from when you have somebody, you are, you are against the person. You understand? In some homes, some people are like that. Once their husband says red, they must say white. The only reason why the husband will, anything the wife chooses, he must be against it. That is the old where Satan is reigning. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The man must have prayer with anything his wife suggests, he will suggest the opposite. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, the Bible is not saying that the word of God uh, the spirit and the flesh are not just flowing. They are against one another. So in other words, they don't see eyeball to eyeball. 
So I read to last week, that is why the high priest entering the holies of all could only enter once in a year and he must cover himself with blood. Otherwise, the guy would die right there. But thank God Jesus has given us access. Amen. That's the beauty of salvation. That we don't go to any high priest again. We are all priests in his name. Glory to God. But listen to me. We need to get people to do to understand this. That is why as soon as they left Egypt, <laughs> you know, honestly speaking, the challenge is standing before our generation right now, especially in Nigeria, all over the world. I was listening to somebody and he actually made a point. He's a wonderful preacher. I came from Ghana and he was talking. Of course, he included Ghana also because Africa is the same. And one of our sound engineers went to Ghana and he said that it's even okay in Nigeria. The kind of prayer people pray. You begin to ask that. Did you see the apostles praying this? And we form cycle and join the hands. Hey, 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 hey. And you know one thing about Africans? Africans love something tangible. Remember that our forefathers were worshipping Shongo, Gu, and all those things. And they must carry something. If an African native daughter wants to give you anything spiritual, it will translate it to physical. A horn, a cowrie, or something that you can put in your room and see. It is the reason why people like that, who are yet to be washed, who are yet to be brainwashed spiritually, when they come around also, they want something, an anointed shirt, or tie, or shoe, that they can put one corner in the room that convinces them that God is with them. They don't know that the power of God is more when it's invisible than when it is visible. I'm not against people saying man to another man. I'm just teaching us that instead of you carrying an anchor, why don't you carry the power yourself? But well, that's the, the please. You know, I love some of these men and I honor them. They are not in any way saying, but I'm, I'm not even looking at the minister. I'm looking at African people. Why we love some things? If you say you have prayed six hours inside a bottle of water, Africans will buy. So once they put that water on the ground, then they are convinced that there is now power in the house. Demons will take advantage of you when you do that. One of the questions you ask is that the disciples were casting out demons free of child and they didn't use any of these things. That should set you free that we don't need them. That is why Africa is so, so the challenge that is standing for Christianity in Africa. At what point? So the man said that with the number of Christians, so people have said there is a sarcastic way to abuse churches. Don't listen to those ones. But let us be sincere. With the number of tongue talkers in Nigeria, this country should have changed. We don't need government. Let the, I mean, government will continue to disappoint people. All of them that voted for whatever they are seeing. I mean, people, one government after the other. But the bottom line, the, the most important thing, saints are the only people that can change this country. Unfortunately, they are blended in also. So you have Christians also who comes in by 8 and he signs 715. These are the people that the ways of this world, and as he gets to office, he's going to pray. It has no call to him. I don't know. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Do you see people doing that? Somebody is going to embassy on a false documentation and is fasting that God will help him, help him and he protests the interviewer so that they will just give him a visa. When it comes to visa in particular, it's as if people lose their spiritual sense. I, you know, one day I have to ask myself, it's as if. 
All my life, as many times I've been to America, when I land in America, I always wonder that, what gives people an impression that? So when you enter, money will just enter your pockets. There are people who are ready to do anything. I know, it, it, you know, the, the, the unbelievers who are trying to I understand them, what I do not understand is someone that is fasting and praying yet lying about something. He's 27. He says he's 23. And he's praying for divine hand. <laughs> ah, God is patient. You know, it, it's amazing. I know it, it has never occurred to some of them. You are hustling like others in the country. If God, if, if ever wants to catch you, they will let you go to that abroad. But you come back miserable. People go every now and then and come back with nothing. Don't you know? Why some people are not returning? Probably some relatives say they are not returning. Not because they don't want to return. The shame is too much. There is nothing to show for 21 years of being there. I was sure when I was, in, I was walking around New York one day and I saw a beggar begging me for one dollar and was lying down. I said, so there are beggars here also. It's amazing. A lizard in Nigeria, I've said it before, will not become an alligator in London. So if you're a lizard in Nigeria, when you get to London, you're still a lizard. There's nothing that changes your configuration. That somebody, oh God, oh, I don't know whether he's still alive or not. Well, they called me. And I said, what, what, there's nothing I can do. His friend invited him here. He was working in one of the hotels and they were paying him 50000 per month. He left it and joined them to enter desert, to enter and people caught them in Libya. And as I was sending a message, they had executed half of them, remaining half. So I said, what do you want me to do? Who sent you to Libya? They will be telling you that somebody entered uh, Spain through that place and it's in money. You don't know that people tell you half of their story. Some of the people are telling you that they are making things. Some of them, they are just like, they are not making anything. Some other ones are doing dirty things that they won't tell you until you join and come in. And people lose their sense. This gospel has to be preached in Nigeria. It, 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 I mean, I've seen it too many times. Some of these, if I only take it, ah, Timba Whiteley, yeah. War. <laughs> you know, ah, ah, I would, if I get jammed. Oh. They have forgotten that people are shouting of economic hardship in those countries as well. Yeah, their they are living condition is better, no doubt. But is it like that? It's only in Nigeria that you can open a sign at the front of your house and you are not paying tax. You can sell a product from your city room. You know, you can't do that in some other countries. There are even restricted areas for selling things. One day in Texas, we wanted to buy, say, somewhere you have to go downtown. I said, shave the stick. That in Nigeria, before two minutes work. I, <laughs> you know, I love my country. Everything, everything, everything is available. <laughs> the place where the conference was taking place, no salon. I took Uber. $20. That's how much to go. And then when I got to where I wanted to bab, they billed me. I paid about 16000 equivalent to bab my hair in dollars. And I said, with 500 or 250 here, one corner, they will bab you. Whatever you want to buy, any corner, you will buy. Thank God for the houses by your window. Is it in Domio? Those, <laughs> they're not the quick things that you can buy. But well, you have to go. <laughs> Listen to me. Are you hearing me? Honestly speaking, it's a serious challenge 
that Christians must rise. And that transformation must be evident in their lives. Again, we are looking for a time when every MD all over the nation will say that if it's a Christian working with you, it will never touch one cobalt that does not belong. When SU revival in time of Elton hit Nigeria, Christianity was at this level. Only God knows what has happened to us now. Coca-Cola, I won't mention the name of the church, Coca-Cola, there's a particular marginal level that Africans have never, had never gone into before then. And for the first time, they opened it up to two Nigerians. Two Nigerians who are pastors in a particular big denomination in this Nigeria. It went all the way to some of my people I'm talking about. They just opened it just to test Nigeria. For years that they've been in Nigeria, they've never allowed Nigeria to rise to that point. But for the first time, they committed to two Nigerians. Within six months, they are stolen about 300 million. To the shame. And they are pastors in there. What is wrong with us? Check it very well. Such people can be saved. But this thing that's where you work is where you talk, it hasn't left them. Somewhere inside them, that philosophy is there. Now, before you get, uh, you scream about them, think about you as you are listening to me. How many traditional mindsets are still inside you that you've not really deleted? Are you following me? Amen. Amen. Are, you, are, you, are you with me? I've heard from, uh, I mean, uh, not once, but I'm not talking about the one that said when we're doing it, but I, I mean, you remember when we're doing love affairs, somebody said, but I've heard that many times. When the lady said, I mean, when you find a better person, you'll leave the one you are with. That, that's the way life is. Everybody deserves something better. You know, if those mindsets are there and nothing happens to them, the word of God will be of none effect. And one of the gospels that we should begin to preach right now is such that challenges and defeats that is the purpose of the cross. To nail every other thing. Only Jesus should be exalted. Paul said that Christ, he said, it was like I have been crucified. He said, nevertheless, I live. The life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Galatians chapter 2, last verse. He said, who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, he was talking about particular church. He said, when I come to you, I don't want to know anything except Christ and him crucified. When people see we used to sing one note song then. Let the world see heaven in your eyes. Those songs, we need to go back to them. It pays to serve Jesus and speak from my heart. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. We got born again with our tears, with those songs. And immediately our classmates knew that something had happened to us. Not one legging trying to manage. Everyone that got born again, when I got born again, JSS3, thank you. Everyone that got born again, Whenever I went to the fellowship was uh, at the back of uh, a particular class. There was a hall there where we used to go and pray and everything. Everyone that got born again in that place, when they got back to their classes, everybody knew that something had happened to them. Some of the girls who were eyeing there, we saw them and it dis- I mean, they, they, they flee and left us. But now see, imagine. Amen. Amen. Sometimes after services across the nation. Where do people go to in the evening? Some just leave that salvation in church and come back to it on Sunday. And this has to change. The kind of languages we use. The kind of ringtones that we have. When you call some people, you hear songs. (laughs) 
it was during the program with Abiyahuta that they come and tell I didn't know that uh, Glow had given me one song, one devilish song like that, about sex. I want to have, I didn't know. And all the people were calling me, they would just keep quiet. <laughs> and they would say, what, what? So, <laughs> it was when my son and Apostle Seba were in Abiyahuta, so I put my phone down, and so a friend wanted to come and see me in the hotel where we were, so he didn't know which room, so I was calling. And the song, so he called, said, this can't be Pastor Lasso number. Then <laughs> he called again. And then I came out with the phone in my hand. You know, I, did, I wouldn't hear the song. It was a ringtone. Ah. Or the collar, collar tune. Ah. The guy said, sorry, oh, that, you know, he didn't know how to come out clear. <laughs> he said, uh, have you listened to <laughs> Finally, he said what he wanted to say. I said, I go, so I, I collected the song. So I called my number. I heard the song. I said, this is who I should read Jeremiah to them. <laughs> I called, I said, oh, well, come, come, help me. We, and we started trying customer care, and you know customer care here. There is no care. <laughs> See, this is why, honestly, until saints we arise. That's why I'm saying that our Christianity must include these things. A Christian should be able to say, they are paying me from 8 to 4, for 8 to 4. 8 to 4, I'm on my table working. Even when my colleagues are, you see, the older, I don't know, that's why I don't know what that's, Pastor Bimbo was telling me, what she died, she was telling me, she used to work in National Theater before she became a pastor. Every customer that came to inquire some National Theater who asked at the entrance, where is that girl called Bimbo? Because she was the one. That free, without asking for anything, we take them round. This is the conference room. This one, this one, all, everybody noticed. So everyone that can say, say, say sorry, sorry, who is taking me round? No, no, I want to say, there's one get called me, but where is she? And she will just come. Only saints. It is not a difference we make on pulpits. What about in police force? One was asking my brother for bribe and telling my brother, which would they go to church? Because when I was a pastor, he said, but you see this uniform, when we wear it, it's devil's, he said it's devil's uniform. That's what he said. That when we wear it, it will become something else. Do you know that in all police stations, in all secretariats and everywhere, there is fellowship for Christian, fellowship for Muslim? Do you know? They both go to pray, but they come back and they will ask you for bribe. Immigration, all of them. There is nowhere in Nigeria where they do a fellowship of both Christian and Muslim, but they are coming back to ask you for bribe. It's 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 it's, it's pathetic. I know when you travel for the first time, you have a virgin passport. They will ask you at the airport. Hope you know. That's why they check what they are not supposed to check. Hallelujah. When a new person is going for, for instance, if you are going to Dubai, Dubai doesn't put the visa on your passport. It's a paper they give you that's different from your passport. So normally you're just supposed to look at that what name there as against your data page. But check it, they will flip through your entire passport. What they are checking is that if there's no stamp, if there's no visa on it and no sign that you traveled out before, they will ask you to step aside and harassment will start. Somebody walking there told me until a lady missed her flight because they were harassing her on top of nothing. They will just want to put pressure on you so you drop something as a first-timer. And you see, this sincerely, this wickedness continues to multiply. And it is because suns of light are only shining on each other's face in the church. When we get out there, we blanket our lights. 
and we go by another set of rules outside. And this has to change. Mention, is there anywhere in the country, any sector that Christians are not there? Is there any sector? Even in the north, when I was serving in NMPC, even in the north, the oil com- even in the north, in NMPC, there was a fellowship. There was a mosque outside. There was a room for fellowship even over there. And I've told you before, that was, I mean, they called me in the fellowship court. They were shocked. When they said that all the people, you know, they are very religious in the north. So they said to Christians also, if you are fasting during the Lent, 40 days. So uh, we're entitled to two chickens and rice every afternoon. So while during the fast, because we will not go for lunch, after the 40 days, they will now give you a heavy package or monetize it. They were doing that for everybody, you know. So all my friends from different churches, every afternoon, they were coming for lunch. When they asked me, I said, well, I'm not a challenge. I'm not doing Lent. And when I'm fasting, I don't let anybody know. So I'm not fasting. So every day I said this, I was, I'll go for lunch. I was seeing all couples there coming for lunch. But they all put down their name that they were fasting. Because of the, well, nobody would check. You know, they, no, nobody would check. Because, because of the bonus coming at the end. So when it was there, somehow, there was a lady at the canteen. She liked me. Very beautiful lady. And one of them told me one day that, you see, if you promise to marry me, I will become a Christian. He said, but you must do something. You carry me away from here, and we go to Lagos together. I said, because if I become a Christian here, they will execute myself. I've seen them do it to one of our relatives before. She told me. She said, I don't trust this our religion. I know Jesus is the best. I said, but you dare not say it here, they will kill you. So he said, that see, if you take me to Lagos and I'm living with you, I'll be a Christian. <laughs> I said to pray to you I can to take you to Lagos <laughs> the son of man is not equipped for such for now <laughs> you know <laughs> for some reasons she still put my name down she wanted me to have the package so they called us and they were paying us so they called me and I went to admin office and they had prepared money and they had not paid us salary for three months but they paid that one the bonus and they called me in and the man came and I asked the man that for what? I thought it was the salary they were winning. He said, No, that the bonus for those of you that fasted. I said, But I didn't fast. Even the accountant was shocked. I said, Must you say it? <laughs> <laughs> so I gave him back the envelope. He was looking at me like this. He said, You are not going to take. I said, No, I did not fast. I said, Sincerely, I'm as broke as anything. You've not paid us for three months. But being broke cannot take away my identity, Christ. I live on the truth. I did not partake in the fasting, so take your money back. The news went round. One girl told me, they said, now I know you are a Christian. So all those ones that you'll be praying in the morning, you'll say, he said, but now this one, that you are a Christian. Because that was a moment we all really needed money. But shortly after that, I've always said, after a temptation, the blessing will come. The, the, the most naughty senior staff there. She was the youngest and she was highly lifted because she had worked in banks and maybe she read her book. You know, she, you know, she, she was so funny because she was just about one year older than all of us copper and she was a senior staff. So she carried it on herself. You know that kind of thing. She was not married. She was a young lady. She would wear skirts, so look clean. All of us a good man. She wouldn't answer anybody. So about 27 copper, they all hated her. Everybody hated her. And she used to do things to me. So I said, you, you, you are you. Come and work for me in the office. Now, because she was our boss, we couldn't say no. But they'll be following her grumbling. <laughs> One guy said, I should give her a punch. <laughs> you know, she'll be saying things. And 
But you know, God can use anybody. I thought one day I sat down, she just came. She just entered the office. I told it to my boss. And my boss used to respect her so much. Just looked at me and said, you, can you drive? Ah. And I said, let me be a gentleman. I said, yes, I can drive. She just went away. Tati Mr. the just came back, dropped a key at the front, said, come and take me to bank. Honestly, those words were boiling inside me. I want to say that, are you well? When they, brought, that when they brought me here, part of my job, <laughs> they didn't tell me that I would be a driver. How can they actually come and drive you to a bank? Is that part of my job description? I know for some reason I said, no problem. And as we were going, she, she was just calling top on the floor. And we got to the bank. She left me in the car and went to talk to the manager. Apparently, she used to work in that bank. Zenit. She sat down there for about two hours, just stayed with them. And I was in the car. And when she was through, she collected a box. She came back to the car and entered and said, okay, we can go. As I went again, she was calling. Then we, you know, NFC is quite far from town. We were almost getting to junction leading to the office. Then she said, ah, uh-uh, you've not said anything since. I was, in my, I was thinking about that. If only you can hear what I've been saying inside. <laughs> I said, I said, well, then. You know, so like, uh, so I said, yeah, you always like this. Are you very quiet? I said, yes. <laughs> I said, you don't talk much. I said, yes, I don't talk much. She now said, you are pretending. I said, yes, whatever you say. <laughs> you know, we got to this. So that day she really started talking. Uh, you know, you know, people say I'm proud. Started talking. Uh, I don't send them. You know, she said things. And then we started getting close talking. So we got to the office and she left. And the following just came to my office and said, hey, come on. I was told they've not paid you guys for three months. Said, so I want to give you this money. Part of the money she collected yesterday. She said, take. I, I said, no, I don't want. Even though I was praying inside me that, Lord. And I just wanted to do a little good. I no, no, no. I said, I'm fine. I'm fine. But inside me, I said, I'm not fine. <laughs> As I said, take. I said, no, don't worry. I said, she just told me, say, if you like, take it, don't take it. She just went away. Before she took five steps. <laughs> I said, Lord, thank God she didn't change her mind. <laughs> God, but it amazed me that God could use, when all the couple said that she gave money, they didn't believe it. That she gave you money. I said she did. Huge money. I became rich all of a sudden. Salary was not needed again. <laughs> Amen. You know, when you are rich, the way you walk will be different. That day I went to floating in the air. I got to my room, I laid down for about one hour. Later in the evening, I went out. I was asking myself, what is it that I should buy now? You know that kind of thing, that what, 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 <laughs> one of the few times, Mr. B was only three days, one of the few times I went to Mr. B's. When there's prosperity, some crazy thoughts will come. <laughs> For no reason, no, just went to Mr. B. You know, just like, okay, so what can we do with this money? Listen to me, men and brethren. I have called to just, this is a challenge to Christians across the nation. This is where our attention should be. Where is the transformation? If our, our spirit man has received the life of God, we are born again. At what point do we start allowing those, that change, that new life to dominate our soul, which is our thinking, how we make decisions? Being conquered by the word of God. All of a sudden, wherever you meet people, love dominates your heart towards them. And this is what is ruling you. You cannot cheat another Christian brother again. No matter how desperate you are. You say, this is not who I am. You have been able to be, you have been convinced thoroughly by the word of God. 
that you are rich in Christ. So you are not doing rat race looking for money. When we help people, we help them with a free mind. Not trying to get something from them in return. All of a sudden, all offices, they start saying Christ in us. And people start getting to change. Nigerians we know when this starts happening that this is a new group of people on the face of the earth. Even politicians or whoever you think, who are who, people that are stealing, they need a honest man to help them handle their money. God has given Christians opportunities. Some of these popular guys in Nigeria who belong to another religion or whatever, some of their PAs and secretaries are Christians. But they have never behaved in such a way that will convince the person about the life of God that we have in us. One of the days when I was in KD, Kaduna, before I moved to NMPC, when we left to the station, we were looking for a job around. I'm walking on the street. I go to Amadou Belo, the call leader in Islam. And later, Amadou Belo, in his house there, the secretary of the, they are immortalizing house now. It's now a place that tourists come to see and the rest. The secretary right there that I met, she was wearing a jab, but she told me she was a Christian, a member of Winners. People have, God has opened doors for people all over. What about our, uh, uh, my, from vice to uh, uh, house of rep leader, all over. Now, I'm not saying they are not doing it. I'm just saying, generally, if you look at it, doors have been opened to Christians. But what are we doing with those doors? Most of our players, anytime they want to play Super Eagles Day, we kneel down together and pray and everything. What are we doing with those opportunities? What are we doing with those opportunities? Many cab drivers have sticker on their cars. What are we doing with those opportunities that the Lord has given us? Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord. Somebody found money on the road and went to spend it and came to share testimony. That he found money and he took it. You know, you see all these things. Hallelujah. Can we say no? You have no house, yet they are offering you something big enough to build. I said, no, no, no. This is what God is asking us to, is asking people to arise. We can get to a point where, as you can tell yourself, that even if I'll be broke forever, my mind will not change about certain things. That is Christianity. If we perish, we perish. Sometimes we need to say that. If God can't do it, I'm not interested in it being done. Let me stay like this. I won't join them to run around and do things. Let's rise. I am going to speak about seasons on Sunday. Don't miss Sunday for any reason. It's going to be explosive. Can I say to everybody, if you have roommates, friends, neighbors, cousins, please invite them. You saw I started last Sunday. This Sunday I'm going to talk about major seasons in the lives of people. And I'm going to talk about uh, when you are at a season of planting and at a season of harvest. And I will explain some things. The only reason why a Christian can miss his timing I'll talk about it on Sunday. And probably if you discover that you've been too long at a state, I might be able to show you on Sunday some steps that you have missed and how to correct it. It's a prophetic message that nobody should miss. Both first and second service. Come for either of the two. I will start with one and end with one, and then you can download the message. And for, our messages are free. You can get it for free. That is CD or whatever. But this is very important. It's very, very important. I desire to see a nation where Jesus is reigning. And I desire to see every one of you prosper in God's way. Living this life that people can say it around you convincingly that this one is a Christian. That name came when they observed them in Antioch. They said that they look like Christ and they call them Christians. That's why we answer to that name. Hallelujah.
Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Touring Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.